0: To uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 33 of the Stay Grounded podcast. Hope you're all having a splendid day no matter where you are in the world. Uh, This week's guest uh, is a firecracker, and I think y'all are going to really enjoy this conversation uh, with Mr. Julian Kolker. So Julian is a relationship and intimacy expert uh, who works with high-performance couples. Uh, He, man, you know, it's, it's tough for me to put a label on Julian just because the conversation we had sort of went in so many different directions around mindset happiness self-fulfillment bringing yourself up to become the person you know you can be exploring your dark side feeding your light side and really showing how you can uh, enhance every part of your life by purely enhancing yourself and by 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 following energy and, and really making yourself into someone who can attract a lot of happiness, a lot of joy, a lot of abundance and lightheartedness and infusing that in a different part of your life. And I just found Julian's perspective on everything so fascinating. He works, him and his wife, Marla Mattinson, uh, who, and they both run a company, uh, helping people uh, become just more intimate and helping people draw out the powerful and sensitive energy uh, that's intimate between partners. So they've worked with so many different couples, uh, to help them become more passionate and, and infuse passion back into their love lives. And, and so just from, even from that perspective, he brings so much, uh, just so much goodness that was shared on this episode that I took away personally that I want to infuse into my own relationship that I want to infuse into that. I want to share with everybody, which is why I had to have him on the show. Uh, so, I uh, hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Uh, Julian and Marla, they both share all of their 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 secrets and, and just these types of tips on how you can infuse more abundance into everyday life on their Instagram page, at The Intimacy Experts. And he's also got an Instagram handle, at pacifist, slash under, or pacifist underscore OG. Um, and you can also go to MarlaMattinson.com and check them out. They're amazing. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I hope you guys took just – I know I'm stuttering right now. And with good reason, because this conversation with Julian was one of the most important conversations I've had all year. Um, Just learning about how he, he views life and how he lives life and how he dances through life. And I can't wait to share that with you guys. So I uh, hope you guys are excited and pumped. Um, but before we get started, if you haven't already, check out the Stay Grounded podcast on iTunes. Leave us some love, a review, subscribe to us, get involved with our world. Uh, I do this for, I, this is a passion project for me and I love hearing about what you guys love and don't love about the show. So get involved, shoot me an email, chiefbrewer at javapress.com, with an, javapress an e at the end. Uh, and yeah, just get in touch. I want to hear from you. So... Without further ado, uh, please help me welcome Mr. Julian Kolker. Happy listening. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another awesome episode of the Stay Grounded podcast. Oh, man. I uh, just want to give this guy on the other side of the screen right now a huge, huge, huge hug uh, yes, sir. for being amazing, uh, Mr. Uh, Julian
1: Kolker. Come in, sir. Come yes, in. Sir. I'm so, so pleased to be here. Such a such an honor to be hanging out with Raj and uh, to connect. So I'm I'm excited. Thanks oh, for man. having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Grateful you're here. Um, so, to give
0: everyone some context, I talked a little bit about this in the intro. But uh, Julian and I met at a entrepreneur event um, where he was there with his lovely wife, and uh, it was just awesome to see him. I just felt this presence about him, where he was just walking around, uh, just giving everybody lots of love and warmth, and it just seemed like there was an aura that that emanated from you, man. And uh, when I came to ask you about the aura. Uh, and I was just not even the, I just came to say hi because I was attracted to that energy. Uh, you mentioned something to me about, um, I'm just trying to feed my inner God as much as I can. Uh, so I wanted to start the podcast off by, uh, diving into that because I didn't really get to sit there and ask you what that meant as much. So what does feeding your inner God mean to you? Um,
1: and, and, and just start there. Yeah. First of all, great question. Like. Perfect, perfect line of inquiry. You know, to get to to get to that growth consciousness and to get to the things that you want is like asking the right questions. So, great question. I feed my inner God multiple times a day by calling it out and bringing it to the forefront. And the way that I do that is I find. That throughout my day, I I find myself in my small self, I'm being negative, or I'm thinking about what's wrong, or I'm looking for problems, or I'm feeling at a lower vibration. And step one is to just become aware of what's going on with me. And from that awareness, I can then begin to make a change. And so what I do is something that um, I've learned through reading some really incredible books um, by Paul Selig. Mm-hmm. It's a series one, the two different trilogies. The first trilogy is "I Am the Word," or I'm sorry, "I Am Word," and then there's a couple of other books. To be really honest, I did not read the first trilogy. There's a real <laughs> interesting story about <laughs> <laughs> the trilogy um, was just delivered to my hand. Um, <laughs> basically, I was walking down the street and on Abbot Kinney in Los Angeles, and I uh, came across the uh, Mystic Journeyman Bookstore. And I walked inside the bookstore and the book literally jumped off the shelf into my hands and it was this channeled text and I didn't really know anything about it, but I went up to the counter and purchased it and took it home and started reading it and it was so dense. I couldn't, yeah. I, I was just overwhelmed by like the, the knowledge and the wisdom. I, I had to like, I could read a page or two and then I had to put it down and just kind of like absorb the information. And I actually put, put it down for a little while and I would say maybe, maybe three weeks later, um, Marla got a gift from a friend, which was the first trilogy of the books that I had not seen. And then the entire second trilogy as well. And so I really listened to the universe who was speaking to me to say, Hey, we gave you a message. You you got it, but you haven't really done anything with it. What are you going to do with the message? And so I then grabbed the book that had fallen or jumped off the shelf into my hands and started diving into it. And what I did differently was I purchased the audio book as well, because I sometimes have a difficult time focusing and concentrating when I'm diving into really deep, right. heavy stuff. And so my mind will start to wander. I'll, I'll grab a concept in the, in the book and I'll go off on a tangent. And so what I do is I will play the audio in my ears and I'll read the physical book to keep the dual inputs keeping me focused. And that allowed me to really get through this heavy material in, in a way that was I was able to digest it and integrate it. And so basically what the, the practice is, is you're calling your God self and you're, you're feeding your God self... As it means to connecting to the most excellent version of myself and moving from there in every moment and what you felt in New York was me just Connecting to who I was and who all the people in the room were and I was Actively looking for the God in each person that I encountered
0: It's kind of like
1: God hunting in a way it's it's a terrible I think it's it's making friends with gods Uh, I would,
0: I would, I would change the language, not necessarily hunting. I love that though. So, so you're, you're active because you're aware of what your best version of yourself, which is what you call your God. You know what that is. You've, you've visualized it, you've cultivated it, and you've almost like brought it into self and you feed it every single day because you do that regularly. You're able to notice God-like features in others and so when you interact with them and clarify, uh, clarify, definitely stop me if I'm going off on a completely different tangent. But to me, it sounds like because you know yourself so well and you know the best parts of yourself, you naturally start to expect and you see the great parts in others, which then makes them feel really good around you. And it makes just the environment that you create around people something that's, um, that's, that's natural. It doesn't seem forced. And people are, are able to
1: be their better selves around you because of that. Did I kind of sum that up? Absolutely correct. Yeah. Essentially, by me witnessing the God in others, I'm calling them up to the vibrational level of their God selves. I so mean, what does if, vibrational level mean? That's a great question, too. Okay. Vibrational level is the feeling of oneness. Okay there's a, there's a feeling of, of integration and oneness that when you are vibrating at a high level, things at a lower level don't, they can't really meet. It's, they're not able to come to that level. You're not, it's not even able to be on the radar when you get to a certain level. And so in order to meet that person, sometimes you would have to drop down to that level, right? A lower vibrational level. And we do that all the time. Unintentionally, I'll start going off into a negative spiral and I'll catch myself and I'll be like, Oh, wait a minute. Pause. I'm, I'm going down a hole here. I'm lowering lowering my vibrational level by indulging in negativity, by indulging in um, small stuff and letting the ego kind of run amok. Ah, okay. So, so
0: vibrational level is really almost like a, almost like a state of mind, if you would. So there's like higher vibrational levels is like, positivity, uh, when you feel good and then your lower vibrational levels are when you're, you're, you're being negative or you feel down or, 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 or when, when things aren't necessarily clicking in a way that makes you feel your best self, is that kind of how you're, you're defining vibrational levels? That's exactly Uh, amazing. I, I,
1: I believe that everything in my purview, it's my responsibility to bring love and to bring joy and to bring God into every situation. It's uh, if it's if it's in my radar if it if it hits something that I can see or have a, an interaction with it's my responsibility. If it doesn't hit my purview and I'm not aware of it, it's not my responsibility. But as soon as I mean, that's everything that I see. Things that quote happen to me that I have done nothing to. That's my responsibility. And it sounds all very heavy, right? And so what I like to do with all of these like heavy concepts is to bring a lot of play and joy. Because, man, this is some heavy stuff, right? You're with yeah. God and vibrational levels and just like, it's like, what is, and it's like the, the key to all of it to make it all palatable and joyful is to really apply the joy in everything. Joy is all around us and we just have to become aware of the joy that's all around us. So how do you, when, when you're in a low vibrational
0: state, how do you train yourself to start appreciating and seeing the joy all around us? So, yeah, that's a great question, man. You're throwing heat a lot. <laughs> Dude, I did some push-ups before this. I was ready. Man. <laughs> I that's just find good. you fascinating, man. Like I'm, I'm just sitting here just curious about you. Because um, I love what you do. So
1: I, I just want to learn. I know other people want to learn, too. Thank you. It's it's practice. It's it's seeing the God in myself again and again. And I forget to. You know, we're, we're totally human beings. We totally have the the qualities that we have to have to keep us human, like we are all God. We are all God, uh, expressions of God. We are all divine creatures having a human experience and we forget that we're divine. And so when I try to remind myself of my own divinity, and one of the ways that I do this is through a technique that I learned from the books. Um, The book that I, that jumped off the shelf, I don't even know if I'd said the name of it earlier. It's called The Book of Mastery by Paul Selig. Um, and I was so excited; it just jumped into my hand. Yeah. And in that book, um, he teaches a technique where you call upon your God self by by saying the following: You say, "I know who I am. I know what I am. I know how I serve. I am here. I am here. I am here." Mm. And even just now, when I said it, I could feel my body vibrate at a, at a more like grounded resonance it was settling and calming and feeling that there's a oneness with myself i'm feeling integrated with myself and then there's a oneness with others and then what i can also do Is I can, after doing that for myself, I can then do that with others. And in my own mind or out loud, depending on the situation, I can say, I know who you are. I know what you are. I know how you serve. You are here. You are here. You are here.
0: Let me ask you a question on that note. Yeah. I love that. Um, So you essentially have almost like an anchor that you go back to. Whenever you're feeling a certain way, um, this is an anchor that came from a book, albeit, but you've made it your own, where you've almost like every time you feel like you're in a in a different state, uh, you recite this to yourself, which then brings you back into the present moment. Uh, for me, that practice is breathing. So whenever I feel like I'm in a space where uh, I'm overwhelmed, I am mad, I am all these different things, I sit there and I take a very deep breath. I force myself to take three deep breaths. And then, and then after I take those deep breaths, you get back to this center and this energy. You're like, okay, this is who I am. This is how I am. This is how I show up. Um, What other things do you do every single day uh, to sort of cultivate and feed um, this higher state? Because I imagine saying the same thing, like, I, if I had just told myself to breathe all the time, like I would, loo- you lose the luster of the breath. Like it's like it, it it stops working as much. So, do you have any other things that you do every single day to kind of get yourself back in this amazing state, um, where where it's like whether it doesn't matter where you are, just
1: getting you back to feeling awesome? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say though that with my the more that I'm using this technique. The, the more I'm finding that the, ch- the change, the transition, the pivot happens so quick that it's, it doesn't lose its luster as much as it gains a richness and a, and a, and a speed at which it, it, like, it knows already. My God self, my divine self, as soon as I start to talk those words, my divine self is already going, I hear you and here I am. It's like uh. it pivots so quick because of actually how often I'm using it. I'm using it with like, I'm getting it so practiced and so um, so smooth in the in the transition. Dude, you
0: are a rock star. That, that, that makes so much more sense. When you practice something consistently and you add a lot of meaning to it, it starts to get, it starts adding depth and layers that make it much more anchoring and powerful. That is brilliant, my friend. And I love that so much. I'm actually gonna steal that. Um, and totally apply to my own life. Make uh, it yours. I give it to Because a, break. a lot of times I get I get distracted. Like sometimes I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to. I don't want to breathe anymore. Like I don't like or like like I want. I'm gonna go do something else. Like maybe maybe this is what's gonna do it for me. But like I love just trusting the process, which is what you
1: do. Uh, yeah, you're just trusting. So, Raj, what you're doing is amazing, right? You're you're doing something. You're recognizing that. There's a need for a change, and then you're actually taking the action to make that change and you're doing something. And doing is amazing. Doing is great. But even beyond doing is being. Mm. So do less, be more. What be does that mean? You are be your divine self. Your divine self breathing is a great technique. It's an action that you can take to, to get to your body level calm. But when I call upon my divine self, I don't have to be thinking or being concerned about the breathing. My divine self has taken over my all of my body, my faculties, my mind, everything. I'm in full surrender to my divine self, and I am being that divine person, that divine being. I'm being. That's not what I want to say. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm being that divine version of yourself. Version of myself. Yeah. And what's amazing is that when you practice breathing, the way that you do, that's the bridge to being. Yeah. That's yeah. the bridge from the the seen world to the unseen world. Yeah. That's why you were asking me about other daily practices that I have. Um, I would say daily daily meditation. Now, I'll be really honest with you. I wish that I could tell you that I sat down every single day at the same time on the cushion and did my, you know, with consistency. But the truth is that. It, there's days where I sit on the cushion and there are days that I have walking meditations or times where I will st- chunk out specific amount of time that is just for me to sit and do nothing and think and just be in the moment, doing nothing else. And so the, the meditation practice is, is really, really key. What do you um, define meditation to be? I'm sorry, how,
0: how do I find meditation? No, what do you define meditation to be? Because for me uh, and most people, like... I define meditation as like sitting down, uh, in in one space and focusing on my breathing. But yeah. there are many ways to meditate, and I feel like I'm missing the real essence of meditation by by trying to singular it into this one silo. So, yeah. what, what is meditation to you, um, and and how do you how do I start applying it in different parts of my life?
1: Yeah, fantastic question. Meditation is experiencing what is in the moment if you're trying to influence something in one direction or you're trying to move it or another you're trying to make something happen you're not experiencing what is you're trying to influence what
0: Mm.
1: and meditation is witnessing what is and without trying to change it you're accepting it 100% so just even going for a walk where
0: um, like, let's say I wanted to take a walk outside at a, and I, I want to make some time for myself. So would you consider meditation essentially making time for yourself without adding anything else to the equation? You're just being with yourself. Is that a better definition for it?
1: Yeah. Meditation without trying to change what is, is just accepting it 100% and then loving it 100%. Mm, there's the key. There's the key. You're witnessing it, you're accepting it, and then you're loving it. There it is. And then you witness
0: it again. There it is, man. There it is. So you're not really using it to get anything. You're just allowing it to be your time for yourself um, in whatever shape that comes, whether it be a sit down on a cushion or a walk or whatever it is, but you're allowing it to form and just be this time for yourself. And
1: that's what meditation is. Meditation is also time to connect with the divine self. Mm. When okay. you're when you're in meditation, you are connecting with your divine self. If you're sitting in in you know in silence and focusing on your breathing, you're in connection with your divine self. If you're hiking in the mountains and you're breathing and you're sweating and you're, you know, you're in connection with your divine self when you're in the moment, when you're in flow, when you are not concerned about the time or the emails that you have to send or picking up this or that or whatever checks uh, check uh, check boxes boxes that need checking you may have you're you're not in your divine self and you're in your small self and that's great and when you reconnect with that divine self through meditation or through awareness or through a a practice of being then you get to really be your divine self more and more so practically adding Making time for
0: yourself through meditation where you're not focused on anything else where you're just focused on being with yourself is actually something that can allow you to come back to yourself later um, and really achieve the things that you want to achieve because you're not thinking small anymore. You're thinking about the bigger picture you're connecting with this bigger version of yourself. Um, is that kind of how you look at it? I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand just so I can take it back for myself. And I know a lot of our listeners are going to want to apply this for themselves too. Um, so that's powerful, man. I, and Cause I've always considered self-care to be something that,
1: uh, is forgotten by busy people. Absolutely. Uh, self-care is such a mandatory. It's, it's not even like, a, Oh, and I need to add this in. It's like, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot and then jumping, you know, jumping into the race if yep. you think that you're you're not going to be able to, you think that you're going to be able to be at your highest performance without self care, you're you're fooling yourself. Self care mm-hmm. is mandatory. It's it's necessary. Do you schedule your self care, or is it something that
0: just um, that that you kind of go with the day and when you have time you make it for yourself?
1: How do you how do you make self care a priority each day? So I I am doing. Both. I am both scheduling certain things for self care, and then I am picking and choosing um, times in, throughout the day to to take care of um, specific things. How do you get over that, man? Like that 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 idea of like because um, I get
0: busy. And I'm I'm. I, we all have a million things going. Oh, on busy. On. That, cues,
1: that great. Okay, so you would ask me about a daily practice. That yeah, I, and this reminds me. Okay. So one of the things that keeps me in my total joy that keeps me in my total divine being is a daily sex practice. Wow. So Marla and I have sex at least once every day. And we're both super busy, right? Both entrepreneurs, both just running around with very limited time. And so when we don't have the time, the luxurious time to have a proper lovemaking session where we have you know 20 minutes to kind of settle in, everybody has three minutes period the end and so what we do is we will set a timer for three minutes and we will connect for those three minutes and when that timer is done like there's no goal we're not both trying to orgasm we're just connecting and once the three minutes is done we are done regardless of what has happened and we both continue to go back to whatever it is that we were doing in our day now, what's so amazing about that is it builds just not the, the connection in the moment, but it also builds a desire that lingers. So we're wanting to be closer and more connected in a physical way throughout the day, just feeling the the, the essence of one another. Yeah. And I bet that bleeds into a lot of the other things you
0: do. Oh man, does it ever. Talk to sure. me more about that. How does it bleed into like, because like, like, how does it bleed into the work you do, the The meditation practices you have, like how does does having this daily sex um, almost scheduled
1: time, if you would, uh, with, with your loved one, how does that feed into everything else? Well, I feel that when I'm making love with Marla, that I am my divine self and she is her divine self. And so we have an opportunity for our divine selves to meet.
0: So it's almost, again, back to that anchor. I love how many anchors you have in your life, man. Like you've got, you've got meditation. uh, You've got, you've got time with time with Marla. You've got, you've got all these triggers that almost like you've got your saying, you've got all these triggers that bring you back to your best self. Um, And I wanted to clarify something because you use the word divine Mm. in a sense, right? Which is essentially calling yourself a a God or a God within you. How does that, that concept uh, deal with the ego? because there's a part of me that feels like calling myself a god is very egotistical and it's me thinking i'm higher or better than 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 the others or like just like in my mind like when i when i think about just the trigger i feel the ego plays into it so mm-hmm. what do you what do you know what's the difference between your divine
1: self and your ego driven self so here's the truth the truth is that no man is above or below another man or what right. using the word man Yeah, yeah, the proverbial. Um, And so the truth is we are all divine. All of us are gods. All of us are expressions of God. Divinity lives inside of each one of us. And the ego is absolutely necessary. We don't want to kill the ego. The ego has its place. We just don't want the ego driving. The ego can ride shotgun. The ego can ride in the back. The ego is more than welcome to come along for the ride. But the ego is not in the driver's seat. The ego doesn't get to decide or make decisions on how major things happen. And the divine self is the one that really should be driving. And when ego does drive, it happens, right? We get taken over. We're human. Ego starts to drive. And divine self is like, well, I'm going to go hang out in the trunk. And that's when we're miserable. That's when we're not happy. That's when we're we're wanting, we're yearning for something. Because we know our divinity is in the car. We can feel it. We know. It's like, how do I get my divinity to be driving again. And like you said, all these different anchors that I have to kind of pull me back to kind of push the, the, the divine self back into the driver's seat. The other thing is that we can use our egoic conflicts as a way to reconnect with our God selves. Talk to me about that. So the small self will, you'll have a, an egoic conflict. Something on the small self is, is happening where there's conflict. And you can find, you can, by having a witness of the conflict, you can use the conflict as a way to reconnect to your God self by using one of the anchors. I'm using the conflict as a red flag to know, hey, I'm not being my God self right now. I'm in this conflict. I love that, dude. My God self. I love that. It's almost like you're,
0: so when you feel tension or when you feel... Like I feel like, you know, something's not aligned. That's an idea that, that the ego is driving and that your odd self or your divine self is sitting in the car and it's time to use one of your anchoring practices to bring and trade seats, send the ego back to the car, or throw them in the trunk if you would at this point um, and bring out your divine self. And
1: that's how it all fits together.
0: That's brilliant,
1: yeah. man. Yes. And then once you're feeling your divine self, that's when we want to bring in the play. That's when you wanna when you're feeling you're feeling the the essence of your divinity. You want to play, you want to express it, you want everybody around you to feel the joy that you are feeling. You want to share that joy.
0: How do you become comfortable sharing that joy? Cause I feel like there's a lot of times where, where when you feel like truly whether it be vulnerable or where you feel amazing, um, and, and and you feel really connected, a lot of times, you know, like You'll, you'll almost protect that side of you from just spreading it and being open with it. Um, so how do you get into this practice of consistently spreading that joy when you feel it, as opposed to being like, I'll do it later, or I'll send that message later, or I'll do whatever that thing is tomorrow um, or on the weekend? How do you just start doing it immediately? The way that I do it is
1: what I want for myself, I also want for everyone else. That is awesome. I want- I want people to experience the the joy and the beauty that I get to experience. I want people to experience the luxury and the ease and the grace and the effortlessness in which I experience life. And because I want that for everyone and because I'm actively looking for the God in everyone, my life is filled with joy.
0: So joy is a construct of, of giving and or it's or it's enhanced by giving so by you instead of you feeling like so your divine self is really or your 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 best self is when you are spreading joy to others which allows you to tap back in and be joyful in the moment
1: is that kind of a good way to kind of capture that yes and you can always ask yourself as another anchoring thought am i really showing up as my best self right now and if you are <laughs> great full steam ahead and if you think to yourself, hmm, I'm really not. Okay, great. Well, how could you show it better? What, what could you do differently in this situation right now to be your best version of yourself? And even just asking yourself that question, your divinity will rise up with an answer. So, so in that sense,
0: let's say I don't know what my best self is. I've never tried being my best self. Um, or not subconsciously. Like, or not consciously tried being my best self. How do you bridge the gap between the subconscious and the conscious? so that you know what your best self
1: is, so that you can actually become that best self. It's actually what you do, which is the breathing. Mm. The breathing allows... And I, I commend your breathing. I do a lot of different breathing. Um, powerful breathing, shallow breathing. And breathing is the bridge of the gap from the conscious to the subconscious. And just awareness, you know, getting getting to curious, playfully curious about yourself. Kind of like, oh, I wonder... Why I showed up that way? Hmm, that's interesting. What's going on with me that that's how I chose to show up in that moment? And just getting curious about yourself and getting curious about others. Like you see somebody treating you in a certain way instead of taking it personally, right? Which is the the small self. i going, oh, this person is you know offending me. It's like, oh, like I wonder what's going on for that person that they're acting that way. They must be something must be going on for them. And then notice how you're impacting others, you know, what's being reflected to you in the form of other people's reactions to you being aware, are they enjoying this conversation? Are they enjoying the thing that I'm sharing with them or are they checked out and I should take this conversation elsewhere because they're not involved or they're not engaged. So just being aware of like how other people are taking in what I'm sharing. But you said something really important. It's being aware,
0: but not being offended. Um, because you're being curious. So curiosity is almost like the cure for being offended. Uh, If you're always curious about what makes somebody feel a certain way about what you're saying, you're always giving yourself an opportunity to give them the benefit of the doubt. And that is like a very playful way to almost like ease any tension you feel in, in different spaces. Is that one of your, your divine like principles is, is Absolutely. Being a great
1: stepping stone. What goes beyond that is that you become your divine self and then somebody comes up to insult you and you don't even, it doesn't register as like an insult. You're like, Ooh, like, something happened there. And this person is feeling a lot. I'm feeling from this person, a lot of, of, a lot of anger, a lot of aggression on what's going on for this person. You don't even actually, it doesn't register because you're in your God self. Now you can just as easily have had a terrible morning. Everything seems to be going screwy. You've called on your God self 10 times today and it's still not working. You're <laughs> you know, you're like, where is my divinity today? It's not here. We all have those days, those moments. And you just, you keep plugging away, you practice, you trust the practice, you keep doing it. And you know, it, it really comes to a point where your personal self doesn't take offense, or your personal, your personal self will take offense, but your God self will not take offense because there's no offense to be taken. It doesn't even register on that level. And so if you are taking offense, you know that you're in your small self. It's another indication.
0: God, man, that's such an like a empowering way to live. Like, I, I really feel like a weight just lifted off my shoulders, like hearing you. It was therapeutic listening to you speak about that um, for somebody who, who hasn't, um, God, I don't even know. I'm just like letting that soak in for a second.
1: You just have to be Raj. That's all you have to be. You don't have to do anything. You just be Raj. And
0: I love that. And, and, and I, and I love that you have practical tips for getting people to feel that best self. Um, what else, what else is like, um, what else is a daily non-negotiable for you? Uh, you, you said a couple of them, but what else is almost like this thing where you have to do that your divine self calls on for you to do, um, in order for you to show up as your divine self? What's your like one thing where like you said, like, even if you try everything to be your divine self and it's just like, it's not happening today. What's like the one thing that brings you back to center?
1: When all else fails and I really have tried everything and I'm just feeling like it's this is not working. I send love and positive vibrations to my daughter. Mm. When I just throw all that unconditional love in that one direction, it just, it just keeps flowing. It just keeps flowing It keeps flowing. And what happens is because I'm focusing on the love and because I'm focusing on the good vibes, it starts to, I can't help it, but it starts to take over me because that's what I'm focusing on. The thing that you focus on, you create more of. So if you're focusing on negativity, if you're focusing on the things that you don't have, if you're focusing on what's wrong, you will create more of that. And so what I do is I remember the truth of life and the truth of life is love.
0: Dude, I love that so much. And it's it's easy, right? Because uh, even if when you're goal setting when you're talking about what you want, it's really easy to say, hey, I know what I don't want. It's like, I don't want to have this, or I don't want to have that. But by saying that you're almost subconsciously fulfilling that prophecy of that thing coming into your life. And what I love most about what you're doing is it's you're you're focusing in on something. Uh, you're focusing only on what you want. Um, is there ever a place for the things that you don't want? And how do those, like
1: how do, how do those concepts play into this? Um, because yeah. The things that you don't want are the gifts in life. Everything is in perfect timing. Everything is, is perfect for you and exactly what you need. And so those are the gifts. The things that you don't want are really just opportunities for growth, opportunities to learn, opportunities to get curious. And so I integrate those and I'm grateful for all of those. I need that. We got to have those moments where everything is shit. Got to have them how does gratitude play uh
0: that's actually one of my favorite practices um i mean i I try to be as grateful as i can whether it be intentionally or unintentionally how does gratitude play into your own life so gratitude
1: is a huge part of my life thank you um i say a gratitude prayer over every meal um, which is just getting kind of quiet closing my eyes um and saying thank you to all the beings that made this meal possible Some beings were in the the preparation or in the transportation of the food from where it was to now me here on this plate, to all the chefs and the cooks and the farmers, to all the animals that may have given their lives for me to have this this plate of food. Um, And all the beings, I ask that all the beings that were a part of my meal, for them to feel uplifted and lighter, even if they don't know why, that just I'm sending positive vibrations to them and then I ask that this food in front of me rise to my vibrational level or higher. And if I do that with every meal, man, the food sure tastes delicious. <laughs> it really does.
0: Dude, I love you. I, I love that. And I, and I just, I just love the, I just love how much goodness, um, is being put into everything that, that you're doing. Uh, it's Thank a beautiful you. thing to just hear.
1: Um, the other thing is is advanced gratitude. Tell me more about that. So advanced gratitude, when, when you're doing gratitude really right, it kind of bookends happiness. So advanced gratitude is I am grateful for the amazing thing that has yet to happen, but I, I voice it as if it is already mine. So I am grateful for the fantastic Hawaiian vacation that I'm gonna be going on this summer. I may not have booked it yet, I may not have tickets for it, I may not have anything planned for it, but I'm already grateful that it's here and I can feel it here. And so I have gratitude for it in advance. And then you know the happiness comes, the thing is here, and then afterwards I have gratitude for the fact that I, had to, I got to have that experience. And so if you kind of bookend gratitude, you're gonna be, be doing great. Dude, that's such a, I mean, I I practice
0: uh, in meditation. Uh, I learned this from a friend of mine, Jesse Elder, and he's got this idea called. Love Jesse. Yeah. Reminds me, you guys got the beard and everything. It's amazing. Um, And, uh, you know, he told me about this idea of quantum meditation, which is um, when you're meditating, almost try and visualize where you want to be or whatever that thing is. And then remember the steps it took you to get there. So it's almost like you're, instead of remembering the past, you're remembering the future. And, and that almost creates a pathway for you to get there and experience, uh, experience that thing now, experience that feeling now, which is essentially what you're doing. Advanced gratitude is like you're saying to the universe or, or whatever, or whoever you say this to, or even if it's yourself, you're just saying, Hey, look, I'm super grateful for what's yet to come. Or I'm, but you're, adding a little more intention to it by saying I'm super grateful for that vacation, super grateful for that business goal. I'm super grateful for uh, the meal I'm going to have tomorrow or whatever that is. So it's almost like you're actualizing and I'm a big visualization guy. So you're like, you're constantly actualizing amazingness in your life without even
1: realizing you're doing it. Yes. Here's one other, here's another, another game that I play. So (laughs) both fear and imagination are make-believe they don't exist so if you're gonna have to play the make-believe game right and we play the make-believe game all the time oh well what if this happens then this and that and then that's playing the what-if game in the negative it's like well, what if this happens and then this happens and then this happens blah. so it's all it's all make-believe none of it's real so if you're gonna play that game play it in the positive, play the make believe game in the positive, think about the best possible outcome and focus on that. And if you don't hit that best possible outcome, but you hit something just below it, then you're doing great. Dude, I'm a big fan
0: of like shoot for the stars and land on the moon. Yeah. Um, I've always, I've, that's literally how I started Java. Prep. Like everything I've done has always been about like, I'm just gonna set some really unrealistic target and work as hard as I can to get there and then when I if I fall short if I hit it amazing but if I fall short it's a lot better than me shooting for that smaller target and actually hitting it yes uh, yeah. it's how growth happens and it's it's how that you can like but but you, what you're doing is like you're intentionally applying it um, in every part of your life whether it be family, your relationship, your uh, your business, your 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 happiness, your self care—I mean, you're consistently setting this bar for how you want to be, which is guided by a divine self. And then you're just like you're playing catch up to your divine self, and that's always going to be like, you're just you're just creating this space
1: for play instead of this like, which is amazing um creating the space for play is so key you know it's so crucial and the behind the scenes the behind the scenes that that happens for me with the gratitude and the love and the play i mean all three of those are the foundation of all of my work and then mixing that in with the playful curiosity which creates like this super irresistible energetic that magnetizes all the positive things in my life and it just amplifies and amplifies and amplifies and it's just it's it's amazing, dude. Yeah, <laughs> sounds
0: amazing. And I, God, I'm I'm inspired right now um in many ways. Uh, Julian, you are a rock star, man. Um, dude,
1: oh, gosh, I'm like I need to come give you a hug. Like, yes, virtual hug, bro. When are you coming to to, to the West Side? Let's get you out here to the West Coast. Come come visit yeah. me in Los Angeles. We'll it, hang out in Venice Beach. I, I
0: clearly need to now. I'm gonna actualize it actually.
1: I'm going yeah, to say it. Go. I'm
0: grateful for the time that we're already like, I'm grateful for the time that we spent together. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm pumped, man. I mean, uh, you are
1: a, a gem in many ways, man. And I am just, thank you, sir. Likewise. It's like it, it takes a gem to recognize a gem, my friend. Well,
0: I, yeah, I mean, and, and Julian, so if, if the listeners wanted to learn more about like what you
1: do, who you
0: are and just get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that?
1: Yeah. Um, they can reach me at Julian at Marla I am the chief creative officer, um, which is also the chief play officer, uh, <laughs> uh Mar- Marla at, uh, Mattinson coaching and consulting. So Marla is how you can find out about, um, myself, Marla, the work we do together with entrepreneur couples and, uh, all of the wonderful things that we have to, to share with the world. Dude. I love it. Um, I had a final
0: question for you my friend yes. that uh, I think will bring back this entire conversation in, in beautiful fruition um, in the midst of everything you're doing whether it be business play uh, you know your relationship how do you stay grounded on a daily basis
1: yeah it, it really is it's it's everything we've been talking about Raj it's it's the entirety of I'm going, listen, it's not when I, it's not, if I'm going to fall off, right. And, and not be grounded. It's, it's inevitable. I'm going to lose my footing. I'm going to slip. I'm going to fall. It's, it's inevitable. So when that happens, how I stay ground or, Oh, we're in stay grounded. could also be like losing my, okay, there's another way. Like my ego is totally you off. decide. You decide what it means for you. So all of it, you know, and it's, it, the answer is applicable to any, any of those. If it is, if I'm losing my footing and getting confused, or if I'm, my ego is inflated and I'm like, I'm Mr. Cool, you know, and I'm not grounded. The, the question is, how quickly can I come back to my God self? Because I'm going to slip away. And so how quickly can I pivot? How quickly can I acknowledge and be aware that, ooh, I am not in my God self. Great awareness, Julian. Great. How quickly can you turn and pivot? And the truth is sometimes it is so hard, right? We're like in the thick of it. Our emotions are like totally at heightened levels and the cascade of chemicals in our brain. And we have an, an endorphins and um, all these things happening. It's like, how can I get grounded? And breath Right? Like breath, what you say is like taking the deep breaths to calm my physical being first and foremost. And then once the physical is like on breath three, I have already been like, okay, now what's the next step? Okay, next step is trying to now turn this, this, what feels like the Titanic on this slow thing to go in a different direction. And I know that once I turn it, it's going to turn on its own, but just the initial moving sometimes feels so hard. So I call upon my God self with my words I call upon my God self with my intention and then I surrender and I allow my God self to take over and to really drive the ship. I love it, dude. <laughs> You're such a badass. Um, like
0: just in every sense of the word, I, I'm i grateful for everything you've shared here. Uh, I've learned a lot and I'm gonna go give myself a huge hug. Yes. This and, and just play and live life, man, cause uh, you are doing something right and I'm inspired. Uh, Julian I thank love you Raj Dude, so I love, love you I love you I love you man uh, and everybody I hope you enjoyed the genius that is Julian um, and uh, that's a wrap for this week's episode of the Stay Grounded podcast I'm your host Raj here's your friend Julian and from us uh, until next time stay grounded Thanks for joining us today on this episode of the Stay Grounded podcast brought to you by Java Press Coffee Company. My name is Raj, and I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to make daily happiness a priority. If you're interested in learning more about how your morning coffee can turn into a consistent source of joy in your life, visit www.javapress.com to learn how our products can help you do that and use the coupon code podcast for 10% off your purchase. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay Grounded.